0: Welcome to Build, Lead, Succeed, the official podcast of the National Association of Women in Construction. I am your host, Angela Hyland, and I am thrilled that you have joined me for this episode. The focus of this podcast is to further NAWIC's overall mission of enhancing and amplifying the success of women in the construction industry. We are on the front lines and interviewing women throughout construction on all levels who are living it day to day. There are issues and conversations that need to be had, and I am ready to go. Before we get started, however, I want to say a big thank you to our sponsor and partner who's making this all possible. Touch Plan is a collaborative construction planning software that digitizes collaboration, planning, tracking, and communication on the job site. TouchPlan is committed to the belief that innovation and learning from data is the key to making the construction process more efficient and, in turn, will make people's lives better. Thank you for your partnership, TouchPlan. Well, today we're going to have a little fun. I am joined by Stacey Sherman, Head of Customer Experience North America for Schindler Elevator. Also, Stacy is an award-winning certified customer experience keynote, speaker, author, podcaster, and founder of Doing CX Right. She is also an author uh, of her book, Customer Experience 2, and I'm really excited that she's joining us today. Welcome, Stacy.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So, tell me a little bit about since you're
1: a fellow podcaster, let's start there. What do you do in
0: your podcast?
1: Well, I am helping people understand why customer experience differentiates brands. How do you do it? Why does it matter? And I really believe it is the competitive advantage. It's no longer a guess or a hunch, it's fact. And it's also fueled by employee experience, employee engagement. So I believe my why is that we've lived too long where as customers, we have very frustrating experiences and it's not necessary. It doesn't have to be that way. And likewise, we also are colleagues and employees and I've seen and felt people not feel valued included and i want to change that so i fell into this customer experience which has many parts to it coming from a sales and marketing background i fell into this and i'm never leaving it because it's about humanizing business regardless of industry Mm. you know this really resonates for me my very first job when i was
0: 16 years old i worked for public supermarkets and they. That was the basis of their training. The customer is always right. And everything they did when they trained you, no matter what job you held, they were teaching you how to give the best possible customer experience. And it really gave me a new lens for my entire career. Everything that I've ever done has always had the basis of solid customer service. And so I... I believe in it. I think this is great that you're doing it because you are right. We have gotten away from that. There is many people that, you know, they won't even look at you, <laughs> you know, that you just keep on going and they don't say anything to you. I think it's so important, especially today. So how, how has your journey with that been so far? What was the biggest influence in, in um, getting you to focus on the customer experience?
1: Well, from many years, and by the way, I want to clarify for people who don't understand that customer experience and customer service are not the same. Customer service has been around as a terminology forever and that, and it's still here, but it's one touch point, one point in the customer journey. And it matters but it's really about getting help when you're stuck or when you need something or you have questions a customer experience is the totality of the experience of how when people learn about your product or service and how they buy and get and use and pay their bill these are all different micro moments that together make the experience so i just want to clarify for people not sure what it means we're talking about customer experience the holistic piece of this and it's it's just really important because that's what people that's why they buy and it could be most of it easy and wonderful but if one point goes wrong if paying your bill is really hard and and it's not transparent people will leave and they'll tell others, which is worse. Mm,
0: Absolutely. You're right about that. So your time in the construction realm, how have you been able to see an impact from your experience
1: training there? Well, first of all, it is wonderful and incredible to see rapid change in the way that women especially of course, diversity inclusion has much broader meaning, but as a female, I can say that from when I started in the industry to where we are today, massive improvements. And I mean, intentional focus to elevate women and increase the the diversity of thought and embrace it. And it's, we've got a long way to go, But Mm. I feel it, I see the movement and every single one of us, women and men, and everybody, however you associate, makes a difference to this movement. Mm. So let's talk about that
0: movement a little bit. How do you see the forward motion? What are things that need to happen for people to heighten customer experience you know, across the board, well, for their customers, number one, but also, you know, within their own teams, because we have internal customers and we have external customers, right? Yes. So shed a little light on that.
1: So first of all, it's about being very purposeful to bring people together of different cultures, different beliefs, different backgrounds. It's intentional. Where I think in the past, it was not. It was an afterthought. And one of the ways that I l- love doing so for with purpose is to be able to have a great customer experience, you literally need to design the experience, whether it's automated or literally pen to paper or whiteboard, you map out the customer buying cycle and the experience. So. How are they going to learn about your product, your service, your feature, your technology? How are they gonna learn? And that's traditionally marketing, but it starts with the awareness and you, and then you map out the buying and, and the journey, and you have the different departments come together who own those pieces of the journey. And what happens is when you have the different departments come, And map out the journey, they understand where they fit in the puzzle. They understand that they haven't, they affect the experiences and they're part of it. And so when the successes or failures happen, they feel included in that. But what also happens is once everybody together and that diversity of thought in terms of that journey map happens, you need to then go to real customers and ask them what we designed for you how we onboard you into to become a customer did this meet your needs what are we what are you missing what did we not communicate what expectations didn't we set and then you bring it back to the team and then they're redesigning the experience it's this whole agile process but what's important is that when you're bringing people together it naturally gravitates towards ownership and empowerment and appreciation for the different skill sets that make up the whole experience. Does mm. that make sense?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, from a leadership perspective, I do a lot of leadership training and leadership coaching. And I think, the, you know, it always starts there and you're right. You have to give your people the tools. You have to have a, a solid strategy for that. And then, you know, get your team aligned. So that they are carrying your vision of that experience uh, through whatever they're doing. so let's let's pull that into construction.
1: So what does that look like on the construction level? Well, if you take, let's say a brand new construction and somebody, general contractor or somebody is at the end of at the other end outside your company who's going to either choose you or not. And how are they, as I said, onboarded before? How are they onboarded? How how does the whole experience from before construction and during and after? How did that go? And how much was the communications between the company, any company, and that uh, customer, that end user, that end buyer, and there's a lot of pieces to creating a great experience but the point is that it applies to construction it applies to when there's service involved it applies when there's modernization involved and it's it's a conscious thing it's a it's bringing people together and training them and educating them sometimes it's just doing the basics like mm-hmm. picking up the phone yeah
0: absolutely uh, i can relate to that uh, because so many people they don't want to do that they just want to interact by email and they think that that's fine right and the a lot of times you lose that connection to your client uh because a lot gets lost in that translation
1: well or what happens it's human behavior when you don't have an answer to something there's you know a shortage of some parts it's easy to hide or stay away until someone calls it's harder to actually be proactive and transparent Mm. and say listen i didn't forget about you right but we have a delay but i'm gonna keep you updated that's An experience. That is an
0: experience and I I wish that that happened more. Unfortunately, the way construction is built, (laughs) the traditional way is to be very reactive and not proactive, right? So there you're busy, you're building this job and I feel like a lot of times um, in my own role as a project manager, a lot of my job is to just put out fires constantly and problem solve. So you know, how do you deal or uh, well, what would you recommend uh, people do when they're just catching as catch can and they don't have that opportunity to be proactive? What advice would you give when you're in the moment and there's conflict and a ball has been dropped? How can someone bring that back
1: and turn that into a positive? Well, first of all, everyone, no matter what role, needs empathy. You have to walk in the customer's shoes and you have to walk in each other's shoes Mm -hmm. because when you react, you'll do so differently. So that's number one. And managers, leaders have to carve out real time, space to be able to even think because you can't have empathy if you're not even feeling or thinking. So they go hand in hand. And I know that sounds so mundane and and obvious, but it can't, it doesn't happen enough. So it does start with culture. It does start with leadership. And it's also training, training the people that are on property, doing the hard work, also understand how they impact the customer experience. They themselves, they don't think they have a CX job but boy, do they. Mm. And training and educating and helping them understand the smallest things they can do, will they represent the brand. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I think oftentimes that can get lost in translation because maybe they don't know or they don't care. And if they haven't been told that this is the way they've got to go about, you know, working with the client, then that can be um, a real disadvantage on a job site. So I know that not every woman in current instruction is on a job site, but you know, a lot of times we don't get to talk to the owner. There are many women throughout the industry that don't ever get to be face to face with an owner. They're really dealing with suppliers and vendors and each other in the field. Uh, so, you know, How can employees connect better with lateral peers and
1: and make that internal experience better? Again, that's leadership. If the leader of that that office, that local office or branch, they create the culture in their office. And so if they create a, a place where goals are aligned and one isn't, one doesn't feel one wins, one loses, but create the win-win, then they'll partner, then they'll tag team, then they'll communicate and back each other up. So it comes down to people, people supporting people and creating an environment like that. That's how everybody wins. Everybody's in that same car to to win or lose. but it starts with the great leadership.
0: Hmm. And what if they don't have good leadership? What if they're in a chaotic company that's not, you know, doesn't have that strong leadership and they're just out there every day and maybe they want to be proactive if they don't have that good example, or even an expectation of how to act, what should they do?
1: I hate to say it, but it's reality. If someone doesn't have your back, and people usually leave jobs because of their boss mm,
0: absolutely. i've read many
1: many studies on that if they don't have your back over time eventually you're going to change something because either that boss leaves or you do hmm. and it's just it's just time it's just a cycle and i do believe especially for women who in this industry it's there's not a lot of women And I would say, make sure you're in the right room because there are plenty places you do fit and it it can't be such a struggle. You have to obviously advocate for what you believe and what you need, but you also need the leader to have your back. So I say, do everything you can, advocate, explain your why, show the value, tell what you did to get over the hurdles. But when all else fails, you, you do need someone to have your back. So it just naturally the evolution of people leaving just, it happens. Yeah. Communication is a big part of this with the
0: customer experience, right? You have to go and uh, be able to intelligently have conversations with the people around you, your suppliers, uh, your peers, and your client. And what would you recommend is a way to approach um, a client if there's a problem and you know it's gonna make them unhappy and you don't have your boss there to do it for you or help you and maybe you haven't even been trained, um, you know, how do they communicate that? Walk me through those steps.
1: Well, first of all, you do need to be aligned. Your boss doesn't have to be there, but you do have to be aligned on the process and the strategy and first and foremost safety. Hmm. So you can't be a, you know, wild goose, you know, out in the, out, you know, out there, You ha- there is a rhyme and reason of what you do. All I'm saying is you bring the human to to the job. You bring the human elements that the, we're human with, with feelings and thinking and not just tools in hand. Right. So you really got to walk in the customer's shoes and talk to them and listen to what they're saying and what their needs are. And you're not gonna always have the right answers or all the answers, I should say. You're not, but but many times people just wanna feel like they're heard and it's okay to say, I don't know, but I'm gonna get back to you and you better follow through on the promise. Right. So that's any business, that's, that's business 101.
0: Yeah for sure. I think a lot of times when it comes to um, the customer experience, many times they don't come to you when they're happy, right? They only come to you when something's going wrong. And the first, so conflict comes into play and there's a little bit of a bump and grind. You have somebody that's upset and I find it's really helpful to really go headlong into that. Okay, I'm gonna help you like you said, I'm not sure what the answer is But I'm gonna try to help you and you do follow up, but I think there's also the key is knowing how to Influence the customer So that you can get them answers and get them calmed down and I think once they do that They realize they might be angry in the moment, but after a while they realize wow, okay. Yeah, that didn't happen the way i wanted it to but they recovered really well and they remembered that and that's where they will come back to be the repeat client and they'll and they will tell their friends or
1: give you a good referral or a recommendation yes you have the opportunity to turn problems or we call them detractors and in, in, with nps as a, as a measurement yardstick but You have an opportunity to turn those unhappy customers into loyal fans because, like you said, they'll remember how you handled a mistake or a challenge. You could actually make it a better relationship because of what you did that they feel like you had their back. Just like we need our boss to have our back. The customer wants to know you have their back. And that's just that's that's about relationships and it's, it's human nature.
0: Mm,
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I think, um, employees in general, um, definitely have to have really strong training to understand how to be a good part of a team. Have you ever had to deal with that in, in some of the work that you do with helping internal customers? work better together and learn how to give
1: each other that good experience. What does that look like? That is very real. And many companies I've worked in all different sizes, silos is a real thing. It's, Mm. it's not one company. It's, it's everywhere. And I think that one of the beauty of the roles of customer experience leaders and teams is we get to be the glue, to the different organizations and bring people together and on behalf of the customer. And so one of the ways we'll do this, for example, is we get thousands of customer feedback, we ask for it. And then we take that feedback and we're able to bring it to the right stakeholders so that they are informed that this isn't Stacy's belief, this is really what the customer said. and they are the report card. So now people are listening and they're saying, huh, that's a real problem. We've got to fix this. And, and they care, they really care too, but they just need the data. They just need the insights besides the gut feel of what's going on. And, and that's how you really start to get people to understand and rally. Sometimes if you're going to, create a solution to improve a pain point that a customer has, sometimes it's a pilot program. Sometimes you have to prove something you want to do and then you scale it. But when there's a will, there's a way. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a really good
0: way of putting that. I, I've noticed, a few times in my own career and in some of the the women that I work with, that I'm surrounded with. One of the things that women have, especially in the construction field, I mean, this is in a lot of different male populated industries. You get a lot of pushback from maybe the owner or the client. Um, that maybe doesn't think that you know what you're talking about because you are a woman in construction. And so they just want to talk to the man in the room. I actually had this happen to me last week where uh, the owner's rep came onto the job site and he was like, so where's your boss? And I said, well, he's the owner of the company. He doesn't really come to the job site. That's why I'm here, managing the job site. And he's like, well, I want to talk to him. Like he was very blatant about it, very in my face. So I know how to handle conflict in those sticky situations. And I said, well, you are more than welcome to contact him and talk to him. And he goes, okay. And then he started to backtrack because I think he realized that he offended me. And I didn't have an attitude. I didn't get upset. I didn't get emotional. I didn't get anything. I just was very matter of fact. You are more, you know call him. I'm sure he'll take the call. And then he came back and he said, you know, it's not that I don't think you know what, that you know what you're doing. He said, you know, I just feel like, you know, I I think it'd be a good idea for him to come here. Like there was no way for him to step out of that. But for me at the time, the best thing for me to do in that moment was to not say anything and to just be respectful. The next day he came back, And he said, you know, I really want to talk about this and I said, okay, and he goes, you know, I just I hope you understand and I said I understand and In that moment, I really wanted to let him have it You know, but I knew if I did that he would go running back to the CEO of my client and That would look badly because he's not gonna it's not gonna look bad on him right? All that he's going to tell him is, is that I was rude. So in those situations, what's, what helps you overcome that kind of aggression? Well, first of all,
1: that story eats my stomach because, <laughs> it, because it's a lose, lose. It's like you, mm. you lose if you say something and it gets back to someone n- misconstrued And you lose for yourself because you deserve to show up as you and who you are without fear. Mm -hmm. So the story really aggravates me, but it's reality. And that's not going to go away for a long time, but what, but we are in control of how we react as you did. We can't control other people. We can control how we react. And I think that's where the word resilience comes in. Mm. Resilience that in fact is my four, my favorite book, the four agreements that is one of my favorite books too. <laughs> don't take things <laughs> personally, right? That's where I was going. Yeah. That's exactly where I, I live my life by the four agreements. Don't make assumptions. Mm. Don't take anything personally. Um, always do your best. And there's Be one impeccable more. with your words. With your words.
0: Yay! Yay! <laughs> I love that book. I had a friend recommend it to me years ago, and it you are right. It can help.
1: It's a guide for your life. A guide for your life and a guide for when you're in this situation where you feel like a lose-lose proposition here to say or not to say what you feel. And... And yes, so that book is really how I live my life. And that's how I was going to say to handle it. And it sounds like you did, you know, I'm not going to say it's the right thing or wrong thing. It's what you felt in the moment, but I will tell you that as I age, I'm holding back less. Mm.
0: Yeah. I was biting my tongue pretty good because the job's actually ahead of schedule. Uh, it's on budget like it's it's great and it's looking good. So it was just like if I yeah. Like you said about taking things personally and even in that book. He says You have to think in the moment Did I do something? do I deserve this and you have to be honest with yourself, right? You have to own that Is he coming at me because I'm you know, the job site's a mess. It's running behind. We're having problems nobody's coming to work or can I confidently say, yeah, I've everything's going well. This is about him. This is not about me. And it clearly was because since then I've heard from other people that he is a bit of a, you know misogynist. He just he doesn't hold respect for really a lot of people. But it's just really all about him and his own insecurities. So you know, for me, I just felt like I had to keep it quiet. And be respectful, because I knew if I didn't, I was going to get into trouble down the line. And, uh, you know, he came back the next day. And so now we're good. I'm very careful. When he shows up, I leave. I don't want to talk to him. But my point is, um, you know, I think that there are many times where we have to really make that judgment call in the moment and just play it cool. And in construction, there's not always a lot of room for that right? You got a lot of pressures going on and that can
1: bear down on people. Well, and it's the consciousness, including your story, that there is absolutely unconscious bias. Oh boy. And we live with it. We cannot feed world hunger. We can't change that overnight. And and it might take till my kids have kids till that changes. But we can, we can react with control and poise and that sounds like what you did.
0: Yeah, and I think in the long run, I just continue to do what I do. And that's what I tell my team. You continue to do the very best that you can. You can't control what others do. You can't control what others think. But you continue to show up on this job site every day and be the face of the company and represent us as if you had an ownership stake. And that will tell the story over time. And so um, yeah, I think that's the best thing that we can do.
1: Well, and then there's something else we can do. We have to have self-care because if you, let's say we're in that situation where you didn't sleep well the night before, and you left the house with no breakfast, you were rushed, you would be in that situation probably not handling it the same way. Yeah, a little hangry. Hangry and tired and irritable. So that's why I say like, we also have to own our own mental, physical health and show so we could show up and handle these situations. As best we can, because, like I said, a different day or different circumstance, your patients may not have been there if if other circumstances like no sleep mm. happened to be the case, it wouldn't be the same mm. yeah self
0: care is huge, and I think women tend to take on a lot more, they're trying to prove themselves, prove that they're worthy, and they do get run down, and that can definitely make an impact so if you had one piece of advice to give to women out there in a male populated industry, whatever that might be on how they can be part of a solution with great customer experience, what would that be?
1: Two words, show up, Hmm. don't hide away. It's easy to not go. It's easy to not talk and say how you feel. And I'd say show up, know when to speak up. It's not every single time. But be savvy enough to know and and, and, and be there. Be, be in the moment. Be there. Be among your peers. If you're the only woman, still be be in the room. Don't shy away. Yeah,
0: own it, right? step into that because that's a pretty great place to be. Once you wrap your arms around that and embrace it, it can be a very powerful thing. So I really appreciate those words so much. And I, I love that you're out there helping with this customer experience. I, I think this is so valuable. More companies need this, especially coming out of a time of the pandemic and uh, you know, just, we're all feeling a little low, but we're starting to come back. We're starting to care more and things, I really feel energy rising and, and things getting back on track. And uh, thank you for being a part of that. And thank you for joining us here today. It was really
1: great uh, hearing about your work. Thank you. I enjoy I enjoy the conversation so much. So if anybody wanted to learn more about what you do, how could they find you? Yes, so I would say two places. One is my website, doingcxright.com. CX is customer experience. doing uh, Doingcxright.com, you'll find my blog articles, my podcast, my book, and a lot of helpful resources to aid in your success. And then also LinkedIn, very active on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter and um, keeping the conversations going.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining me for this episode. We are always looking to expand our network and get into some good conversations. So if you have something to say, please email me at podcast at And don't forget to connect with us on social, all links, to that are on website www.naywick.org i'd also like to thank again our partner touch plan goodbye for now i'm your host angela highland and just remember we are just getting started